Well, dude, you're a family man, author, entrepreneur, coach, all around badass. Thank you so much for taking time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, we're having a good time, man. Yeah. I mean, we'd love to go back a little bit. Your stepdad managed a car wash when you were a kid, and at 13, you went to work for him. What made you decide to start working for him at such a young age? Well, I actually was forced to work for the son of a bitch at eight, and, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, which is crazy because my kid just turned eight, and I was like, dude, there's no way I would make him like – like I don't even take him to the office with me that often. Right. Let's ask, you know, and so – but anyway, when I was eight, I started mowing the yards at two of the car washes. Okay. And then when I when I was done mowing the yards, I had to vacuum the cars. And so I noticed though, like the guy that was selling car washes never had to do either one of those things. He never <laughs> had to wash a car, vacuum a car, or any of that stuff, right? Yeah. And so that that really appealed to me, even as a youngster. It's like, oh shit, the guy that sells stuff doesn't have to actually work. Okay, okay, cool. So I hit my stepdad up. I was like, I want to sell car washes. He's like, ah, you need to be at least 13 so you can like see past the window of a big truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. You know, so at 13, uh, obviously I, uh, I convinced him to, you know, I'd still been working there mowing yards, washing cars, you know, on the weekends and shit. That was just kind of how it was. And so I got the job selling car washes and did, did obviously really good at it as a kid. You know, you don't have any preconceived notions. You're like, why the hell wouldn't you want tire dressing? You know, like, what, you don't want to wax this? Isn't this an expensive car? Like, as a kid, you just, like, you know, the things that we tend to, like, outthink and overlook as adults, as, like, a kid, you're like, why wouldn't you want to do that, right? Because right. as a kid, you're not thinking money's a factor because you don't really know that yet, you know what I mean? And so as an adult, you're like, man, that extra $2, that could go towards this, that, you know what I mean? But as a kid, you're like, dude, why wouldn't you want to put, you know, shiny tires? Nobody likes dull tires. That's weird, you know? Yeah. And so I, I made a lot of sales, and... uh you know, one year I decided I didn't want to work at the car wash and I went and did construction and uh, I noticed all the construction workers were broke, sweaty and working, doing labor like I did. And I noticed the dudes that sold the houses, drove Mercedes and wore suits and never t touched a hammer ever. And I was like, dude, I got to figure out a way to get back in sales, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, you ended up dropping out of school like eighth grade, right? Yeah, so I finished the eighth grade. I failed the ninth grade, and when they asked me to repeat the ninth grade, I just like said fuck it and just dropped out of school. And yeah. I did the math. I was making about six hundred bucks a week. In 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 because even in the ninth grade, I left I left school at twelve noon, and then went to work the other the other half of the day. So I did the math, making like six hundred bucks a week. I was like, dude, but if I quit and I work the other half of the day, dude, I'd be making more money than my teachers. Like, what the fuck am I in school for? Yeah, you know. I don't like it. I'm not going to be a doctor or a lawyer, you know, I'm more likely to be a drug addict and an idiot. So I'll just go into, you know, this job, you know, and, and that's exactly what I did. Wow. Were your parents supportive of that or did they give you a bunch Hell of no. <laughs> Hell no. But, you know, like my parents never really supported anything I've done ever. Sure. You know? yeah. So because uh, we're different people, you know, like I've never. I've never wanted to do the things they wanted me to do, and they never thought, you know, the things that I was going to do, you know. Well, I bet they're sure eating crow right now, though, huh? It's like, right. shit, they're all dumbass <laughs> dropout son who's on fucking Forbes at least once a month, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I love your story, though, because you went from selling the car washes to being one of the top, like, mortgage producing guys in the, in the planet, you know, and then in, like, 2010, there's this law that goes through, and you end up going basically broke overnight, right? Dude, it, it's it's crazy because at it, it, the car wash, I met a drug dealer, 
The okay. drug dealer turned me on to the drug game. I ended up getting arrested in the drug game. I went to prison. The car wash was the only job that I thought I could get when I got out of prison. This is like 2000, 2001, right? Yeah. And so when I get out of prison, I, uh, I don't sell drugs anymore, but I want to become the best car wash guy in the world. I just got focused on being the best car wash guy in the world. And someone that was a customer took note, notice and offered me a job. And I was like, look, lady, I'm a felon. I don't know shit about finance and all these things you're talking about. And she's like, I'll teach you. I'll teach you it all. And I was like, nobody's even taught me how to wash cars. So if this lady will at least teach me something, I'll learn, you know, learn. And it's about money. So I was interested. One thing about me is I didn't learn in school because it was boring shit. But if I'm interested in it, oh, I'm a good learner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, shit, I learned all about business. I learned all about money. I'm interested in it, you know? Right. So she took me under a wing. In about three weeks, I made like 68, 8,500 bucks, something like that. It was a lot of money. And then about like 45 days into it, I'm sitting on like 20 or $30,000. And I'm like, oh shit, dude, this is how people become millionaires, right? right. So I got on it and uh, made about a million dollars. It was like $773 to be exact, $773,000 to be exact, 2005. And the local police raided my house. They thought I was a drug dealer again. And I'm oh. like, don't make that kind of money, man. That's the fucking shit you only see on TV. They ain't like, drug dealers ain't living like how I was living, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like even ones that are moving, breaking bad amounts of weight. If you see those guys don't live in the, the, they don't live like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not how it works. And so anyway, dumbass cops kicked the door in, thought I was selling dope. I wasn't selling dope, but they gave me another felony that had to go back to prison for a gun. I, 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 it was my stepdad's gun in a house that, that we had just bought from him. And they charged me with international firearms trafficking. He was sitting in my fucking closet. I wasn't even home. When they wow. kicked the door into my house. That's how stupid these fucking cops were. I wasn't even home when they raided my house. I wasn't even home. How you get a warrant to raid a house and not make sure the motherfucker you're going to arrest is there? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I'm a nice guy and turned myself in the next fucking day. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So anyway, the I, I, I get this license. I, I go to, to prison. I get out of prison. And 2008, I get out of prison. So I went in in 2007. 2008, I get out of prison, and 2008 is the worst year to do mortgages, but that's all I know. It's either that or washing cars, and I ain't washing cars. Sure. So I go and start doing mortgages. By the time 2009 rolled around, which was the worst year in, in history to be in that business, you know, I fucking crushed it. I made like $300,000, wow. and I did hundred and I think 183 loans that year all by myself. No team, no branch, no nothing, just fucking – you know, anything's better than uh, than working on the farm in the penitentiary, you know what I mean? And so, sure. you know, I crushed it, man. I, was, I looked the other day, I have a plaque that I found, $63,000 I made in, in the month of July in 2009. While people were jumping out of buildings because they were bankrupt, broke in an industry, my federal fucking felon ass just snuck right up in there and was killing it. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, but in 2010, Obama passed a law called the Dodd-Frank Act. And it wasn't Obama's fault he just signed it you know what i mean the president's not the person that comes up with laws and shit like that that's not how it works and but he signed it and one of the things was if you are a felon you couldn't work in the financial industry anymore and they were making the mortgage license go from state issued like a driver's license to federal issued so imagine if your driver's license was all of a sudden federal and then they were like oh you had two tickets oh you can't get on federal license you'd be like what the fuck i own a car what am i supposed to do with this thing right so that's kind of like what happened to me. And I had a real estate buddy and I go talk to him and I said, Hey man, you know, shit, I lost my job, dude. And I don't think I want to be in that industry because like, 
if I go work in that industry and somebody pays me under the table, I'm breaking the law and I don't want to go to prison again, you know, and I know they'll turn me in. And I was like, so I don't, I, don't, I, I want to do something else. Can I come work for you? And uh, he was like, oh, hell no, man. You ain't going to work for me. What kind of fucking stinking thinking is that? He said, you should start your own business teaching other loan officers how you kicked all their ass in, in off years. And I was like, man, nobody want to learn that shit because the people that worked with me hated me because I, now I realize why. I was beating the shit out of them when it came to numbers. <laughs> Right. But at the time, I just thought like, eh, nobody, you know, nobody wants to hear that. But turns out a lot of people and I had like there's a lot at this time, there wasn't any mortgage coaches. There was mortgage marketing animals, core. And then I came up with hardcore closer. I snatched a lot of market share in an industry that didn't exist. And now all of a sudden you see this fuckers everywhere. Like everybody's trying to be me. Right. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the, the core that dude didn't have mortgage stuff. He wasn't a mortgage guy. The, the mortgage marketing animals, he wasn't a mortgage guy. I literally had check subs from the previous year for like, you know, $60,000 a month, $80,000 a month, $20,000 a month, a W-2 with $300,000 in the down account. So like I, I, I came out just like my buddy Chase Hero last night was talking about how he got started on the internet. And he's like, well, people were bitching at me until I put my tax returns out there and then everybody shut the fuck up. It's like that's pretty much what I did too. You know, like everybody else was out there and I said, well, you, you can go – let these guys give you hypothetical shit or you can learn from a motherfucker who's actually made the money in the worst time ever while you were quitting the job. I was actually thriving in it. Let me show you how I did it with no skills, no business, no list, no nothing. You know what I mean? Like fresh out of prison, all the excuses you could possibly have. And let me show you how I still did this. And yeah. that's yeah. what I did. Man, that's awesome. I love that story, dude. Now you mentioned that like you need to surround yourself by other closers who know your struggles that, they, you know, can help you along the way. Who are the people that you hung around with that uh, helped you kind of get through that and, and uh, you know, helped you along that way there? Dude, I've spent well into seven figures on masterminds, networks, personal developments, introductions, things like that. And, yeah. you know, the first, the first thing I did when I started this online business was I knew that I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I hired or I paid five grand or eight grand, it was something like that, to join a, a mastermind with Frank Kern and a guy named Kevin Nations. Yeah. And uh, this is back in 2010 or 2011. It, you know, they taught me stuff that I still do today. Matter of fact, Frank's like, you still do that shit? It's like, yeah, fuck, I, it still works. Why would I stop? I still sell the program the same as you told me back then, you know? And, and, and so, you know, those guys have been good to me. I have, uh, I've had a lot of mentors over the years, you know, Recently, for the last two years, Ed Milet's been a, a good personal mentor to me, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I don't mean just like watching YouTube videos and shit. Like Ed's been really great to me. I spoke at his event. Andy Frisella, in the last, really in the last year, he and I have become closer and someone that I admire. Uh, David Goggins has been. He coached me for a year. Uh, I'm I'm one of the people that I'm actually the guy that talked him into writing a book. Okay. And uh, I mean, so y'all can you know kind of thank me for can't hurt me unless David comes out and says different, which he might, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he won't. And uh, and so you know, like uh, that Marshall Silver, it's been great to me. So I've had a lot of mentors that you know I and and to be honest with you, I paid these guys in the beginning. You know, it's sure. like hey, how much is it to join your shit? Ten, twenty, thirty, fifty grand. Here's the fucking money. And and now I have lifelong relationships with them, whether I pay them or not. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> You were out here. Uh, I live in Coeur d'Alene, so you were at, at uh, Ed's house for the Arate Syndicate speaking, correct? Yeah, I've been out there twice now. Okay, yep. awesome, man. How was that experience? Uh, you know, uh, I really like Arate, and, and I'm one of their leaders. A uh, matter of fact, if you look here, you can see my walls are actually lined with, like, so there's the Arate axe, yeah. and then I am the only person to receive that plaque that they have there on the wall. Okay. 
And you know, if I have the time, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not one of their executives uh, within the next couple of years. Assuming that I have the time to to take that project on, I wouldn't want to uh, to do that without anything less than excellence being brought over there. But if I have the time, I would probably be working with those guys in the next couple of years. That's awesome. Uh, you wrote your first book in 2015. Now you're a six-time bestseller. Uh, author there uh, what book that you've released is your favorite so really all the books that I, i've written before were based i mean they're all great don't yeah. get me wrong and like i needed to write the first one to tell my story and then i wrote a bunch of them about business but about a year ago kevin hart was on the joe rogan podcast yeah. and kevin hart was just doing his normal funny shit and then he goes well you know it all started with this book by tony robbins that i read and i'm like Dude, the, the top comedian of all time, right, money-wise, I think Chappelle's the best ever, but like money-wise, the top comedian of all time just shouted out someone in my industry. Right. On the biggest podcast on the, in the world, right? I'm like, that's big. That's big for Tony. Congratulations, right? But that's big. And I'm like, a guy like Kevin Hart's not going to hold up magnetic media. He's not going to hold up sell it and scale it. He's not going to hold up sell your ass off. He's... These are good books for people to read about sales, right? If you want a business book, I have nine of them on Amazon. They're phenomenal. But none of them are really going to change your life. They'll change your business. They'll help you make some money, and that might change your life. But you're not going to read any of those books and be like, you know, dude, my life's transformed behind this. Now, you might be like, dude, I'm making a shitload of sales behind this, right? right. But Kevin Hart doesn't give a fuck about sales, right? Like, it, it's, it's his manager's job, not his job, right? Right. And so the same with The Rock or Joe Rogan or, you know, and and so I started thinking like, dude, I have it in me. The shit that I've overcome, the things that I've been through, like I have it in me to write a book that's better than Tony Robbins. He's been through what I've been through. Right. He hasn't built what I built from scratch. And I'm not knocking Tony. I, I love the guy to death, dude, but not a Cardone, not a Jordan Belfort, not a Tony Robbins. Like nobody has accomplished what I have. Nobody. Nobody. There's no like through the shit that I've gone through and to where I'm at. All those people that, and, and I'll just take those guys off, but 90% of the people you see on the stage up there couldn't fuck around and make it through one of the million things that I've been through. And I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say that because I have enough experience to be able to share some wisdom. Yeah. So I knuckled down and I wrote this book called The G-Code. And I just finished it a month ago. It took, uh, usually takes me a month to write a book. Okay. It took me a year, a whole damn year. Wow. And I poured my heart and soul into it. Uh, it's with the editor now. It'll probably done at the, be done at the end of uh, probably the end of November. I'm looking for you know be able to launch in the first of December, and uh, just mark my words, man. It's going to be the, the biggest book of 2020, right? Like not my biggest book of 2020. You will see Kevin Hart, The Rock. Those guys will be holding my book. I'm saying it right now on your podcast. They will be holding my book, talking about how it changed their life, and I got a plan. And the connections and the action to make it happen without paying them either. I'm not trying to go to Kevin Hart and say, here's a hundred grand and shout my book out. I want him to genuinely yeah. be like, holy fuck, this is a game changer. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to, to get reading on that. I wanted to also touch base on your current company, though. Uh, in 2018, you launched a company called Phone Sites. And it seems like it's just taken off. You just actually delivered your 175th or 175,000th lead, man. That's awesome. 200,000 now. Okay, well over 200,000. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. What inspired you to start phone sites? So I, I teach seminars. It's one of, one of our businesses called Break Free Academy, and we teach people that, you know how to build a business and, and get leads from online. 
And, uh, and it's not a, like a rah-rah event. It's like you come, you do the work, and you leave generally making sales, right? Yeah. And the problem is in order to get the sales, we have to get the leads in the door. In order to get the leads in the door, we have to create some sort of sales funnel that goes through online, right? Well, you know, back in 2014 when I started this Break Free Academy seminars, it was it was this company called Lead Pages, and they still exist. Right. But there was like five templates, and they were super easy to create. Then, like, the internet marketing community got a hold of it and fucked it all up made it too complicated. <laughs> ClickFunnels came out, and, like, it was, like, pretty simple. And then, you know, Russell signed every damn API in integration there possibly could to it, and it started running slow. And, and, and again, I use lead pages and ClickFunnels when I need to, okay? Right. My clients, they ain't got time to learn that shit, man. They ain't got time to go learn code. They have no desire to learn how to build a click funnel or lead page. Shit's too fucking hard. But we needed to teach them in these seminars. So what would happen is about 60% of the room would like get it and just like make it happen. And then we'd spend hours doing tech support shit with the other. And it was it was a nightmare. Yeah. So I just created my own software. I, I, I hired somebody to create my own software. And uh, like no banks, no no. No, like investors, I just like you know created the software, paid somebody that's a, that that uh, has a, a software development company to create this, and I made it to where like literally you can create a website from your mobile device, no matter if it's an iPhone, a tablet, you know, Android doesn't matter, in like five minutes without going to school, without having to learn to code, without having to go watch a video. It's like the iPhone of software. But here's the great thing about why we're so popular and why people love our product is people go to school for three, four, five years to learn how to code websites, right? Like that's people, people spend $100,000 with someone like Frank Kern learning how to code WordPress and stuff that make them money, right? With phone sites, you get to skip all the shit that they have to learn and you can create any kind of website you need. It's not just sales funnels, right? You wanna create an employment application that you can put online. You could do it with phone sites. You wanna create surveys that you send out and ask your clients after they bought, right? You wanna create triggered events. You wanna create sales pages, carts. You wanna create sales funnels, lead generation, two for one coupons, whatever the hell that you wanna create, you can do it in about five minutes from your phone. And listen, that gives you the, equi the equivalent of a degree in software, right? In a degree in being able to code a website. So it, what, what I've done with the software is I've been able to take the average person with zero tech skills and give them the exact same power and opportunity as someone that spent a ton of time in college. But here's the thing, a lot of people think, you know, they say, oh man, it's impossible, you can't do all that. That's why I made it this simple because I wanted people to say that. We give it to people for free, like sign up at phonesites.com. We, we will make your first funnel right there with you on the phone 100% for free before you have to pay for anything. Wow. So we'll like show you how easy it is. Now think about that. Like then all of a sudden you own a business, you're starting to create web pages and shit for anything. You want to write an article. You want to create a blog. You want to create a survey. You want to create upsells, downsells. You want to have emails where you're sending out surveys to figure out how you can best serve your audience. Like, dude, it is unlimited. You want to post shit to Facebook, shit to Instagram. And I just empower these entrepreneurs and salespeople at a very, very low price, only $50 to get started a month or a hundred bucks for like the full. So for a hundred bucks a month, you can become a full on website launching. You can launch 50 websites a day if you want to. There's just nothing like this on the marketplace. And so I thought if I'm gonna make something simple, I'm, just gonna, I'm not just gonna make sales funnel simple, I'm gonna make overall website design simple. And that's what we've done. Come on, man, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. I just had a couple fun questions here for you. What's your favorite sales movie? Uh, Tommy Boy. 
Tommy Boy. Love it, dude. That is Tom, awesome. <laughs> let, me, let me say this real quick. I know you weren't – I'm going to give you this long answer, but – Yeah, please. Uh, Tommy Boy is the only real reflection of what it's like to be a sales professional in Hollywood. Yeah. We watch Boiler Room and they're ripping people off. Most of us salespeople don't rip people off. I never fucking ripped anybody off my whole life. Not even when I sold drugs, right? Yeah. Most salespeople I know are the most honest sons of bitches on the planet, man. They're not out there ripping people off, doing cocaine. They're hardworking guys just like you and I that are that are trying to build somebody's business for them, right? But yeah. we see Boiler Room, Wolf of Wall Street, you know, we see Wall Street and all these other things that that make salespeople look bad. It, but they're not true. It's kind of like pit bulls, right? Like the news that make you think pit bulls are killing everybody. Pit bulls the best fucking dog you could possibly have. You know, they're like so lovely, nice, friendly. But like they'd have you believe they eat everybody because one pit bull eats somebody. They, they have you believe that. It's the same way with salesmen, right? But Tommy Boy, here's a dude. He's thrown in a situation. He's not a closer. He's thrown in a situation. His dad dies. Right. Then he's got a little mentor that teaches him sales, David Spade. That goes on the uh, Richard, right? That goes on uh, the streets with them. They yeah. fuck first sales up. They catch shit on fire. People kick them out of their office, right? It's the end of the world. The mentor's yelling at him. Even has to hit him in the fucking face with a fucking two by four before he has that epiphany, right? right? Think of the natural correlation right there between a mentor hitting you with that metaphor two by four. Sits down. Helen tells him that he's got a problem. He figures it out. He goes there. He closes the next one. Rides the momentum. Closes the next one. Rides the momentum. Closes the next one. Saves the town. Saves the factory. Gets the girl. That's what salespeople do. It's not this rip people out, cocaine hookers bullshit that you will believe. We are the Tommy boys of the fucking world. That's what a real salesperson looks like. Come on, man. Love it, dude. I'm a music guy. Uh, what's your favorite type of music or do you have a favorite band that you listen to? So uh, I, my favorite type of music's rap, and uh, but I, you know, I really like rock and roll, but it's just it's dead. You know what I mean? Like there's no big bands coming out. Right. <clears throat> there's like they're they're not hitting platinum albums. There, there's nobody's like in my time. Limp Biscuit came out and changed how rock and roll was. Right. Yeah. Then Linkin Park came out and changed how rock and roll was again. Right. Corn even changed how metal was. Right. We haven't had a game changer come out for a long time. Everybody sounds the same. There's only so many frets on a guitar, so they got to really work on that. So I've been really into to rap and I, I you know I like I, like my favorite artist obviously is Jay-Z of all time but right now my favorite current artist is probably either Travis Scott or Ed Sheeran like those guys are are both like epiphanies of hard work making shit happen yeah absolutely man Ryan it's been such a pleasure such an honor to be able to talk to you man I'm, I'm super thankful of, of you taking time out of your day man thank you so much I'm just sorry I don't have a beer big dog dude <laughs> No problem at all. No problem at all, man. I um, also wanted to just give you an opportunity, if, if you want to, but uh, give you an opportunity to just give a shout-out to coaches, teammates, anything like that, family, on the, on the the make sure they got a shout-out on the video. Yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> I'm not really good at shout-outs, but I will say you can follow uh, my page at Hardcore Closer on Instagram, and you can follow our big page at Build Your Empire on there. We're always loading people up with good motivation and everything else. So Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for hanging around. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos from Top Rated MMA and the Bearded Biz Show, please click the playlist and also hit subscribe to our channel. Become part of the Top Rated MMA and Bearded Biz community. We would really appreciate your support. Also, please leave a comment below. I will read and respond to all of them. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.